All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. You're listening to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Everybody, it's a big one. It's a big one. Oh my goodness, he's here. He's back. Tim, we don't have many returning guests. Not at all. Usually, when we have a guest, I'm like, that guy sucked. Never again. Never again. But he's back. Kirby Doc is back. Kirby, how you doing? Thanks for joining us again on Dropping the Gloves. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, obviously, had a fight in between the last time, so thought I'd come back on and talk about that a little bit. But it's good. I'm good. Happy to be here. First of all, congrats, John, on, on the kid. Hope uh, everything's going well there. I know it's a little bit hectic, but hope you're enjoying it. Oh, Kirby, how old are you now? 21. Okay. So I am yeah. turning 40 this year. You have 19 years to have seven kids. Do you think you can accomplish that, Kirby? No, no, no. I don't want to either. I don't. What? Think. Seven, I thought it's a... seven's too much. My mom grew up in Saskatchewan. She was from Priestville. So I've spent a lot of time in Saskatchewan going to Billy Barker days, the whole thing in northern Saskatchewan up in Dragon Lake. She came from a family of nine. So I know big families are very common in Saskatchewan. So why not just carry the tradition on, Kirby? The doc name is strong. Because I'm from Alberta. I thought you living in Saskatchewan right now. No, Fort Saskatchewan. It's in Alberta. (sighs) Dang it. Confuse well, I, people all the time. I was born in Edmonton, so I am from Alberta. So I have seven yeah. kids, so you have to carry on the Alberta tradition. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I hope so. You're so young. You got a lot of time ahead of you. I didn't have my first kid until I was 30. So you got a lot of time. Lots of time. But it's then I really went years. for it. Then I went <laughs> for it. It's a busy 10 years. <laughs> I was like, this. let's go. We, we got to yeah. make up for lost time. But anyways, no one yeah. wants to hear about me. They want to hear about you. Number three overall pick with the <clears throat> Chicago Blackhawks. Everybody knows you. Everybody knows the trade. But let's just break down. How was, how was your year? How was your first three years? You, you're on the ELC with the Hawks. How do you think the first three years went down, Curb? Yeah, uh, they're kind of ups and downs. Um, I mean, uh, you go through the COVID stuff and then my injuries. And you can talk about all the negative stuff that's kind of gone on in Chicago or the cloud over it. But uh, that's for me, I've put it in the past and kind of gotten over all that stuff now. And 
focused on uh, on the future and taking away all the positives I learned. I mean, I got to play with some of the best players to ever play the game, and the Hawks are such a great organization, and uh, they always treated me really well there. Um, so I got nothing but uh, thanks to to them for kind of letting me come into the league and learn, and it was uh, it was great, but um, it was. Uh, it's exciting. I mean, me and Montreal is a great city to be going to, and I, I can't wait for that. Well, yeah, you're going from one original six to another. I don't think there's any two franchises in the NHL that are as well-known as the Hawks and the Canadians. Now, you, you you talked about the positives you took away. You you had some Hall of Famers when you came to Chicago. Did you learn anything from those guys, or did you just not even bother? Because it gets a little old when Taser's just like, we got to work hard. Like, Johnny, relax. It's my team now. <laughs> Did you say that? What, what year did you uh, no. say this is my team now, John? No, back, I never back said of the that. Bus. That never came out of my mouth, the taser. But uh, it was like I learned a lot. I lived, I lived with Siebs for two years. So he was, uh, he was kind of my dad. I just kind of followed him around for a little bit and got to learn from him, and he was great. And then uh, Dunk, Dunk really took over the reins kind of after Siebs left. And um, so those were kind of my, my two uh, – role models or people to follow after and you've played with both of them so we can talk about them a little bit but they're uh, they're quite the characters i love being around both of them they, they're great and obviously this year is nice to have johnny back uh, with all of his health issues and stuff that was something we missed last year and then caner's uh caner i mean he's got that strut and showtime and he's uh he's always fun to be on the ice with so you mentioned Siebs, and he was obviously hurt the last few years dunks was it a surprise when he got dealt did the guys know it in the room before the end of the season? He's like, was the writing on the wall there that he was one foot out the door? Uh, like, yes and no. I think Dunks loved Chicago. I think he loved, um, like, he's obviously got the legacy there and uh, will have his number retired and have his own night there. But um, I think he wanted to be closer to home, be closer to his kid and kind of uh, enjoy a little more family time. I mean, his boy's getting older now, so it's uh, – I think that stuff kind of weighed on him a little bit, especially with COVID not being able to see him because of the travel restrictions. So um, I think we understood it and, and, and knew why he was uh, wanting out, but uh, it sucked to see him leave. Obviously he was a good friend of mine and uh, he had a great year in Edmonton and I uh, wish him nothing but the best in, in retirement. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He just retired. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I actually just saw that. What? So what do you take from ducks? Do you take his work ethic? Do you take his insane ability to take a 20-minute meal and extend it into three hours? Do you take the fact that he's just uber-sensitive about what he puts into his body? What do you get from a Duncan Keith that you can roll into the Kirby Doc recipe? Uh, I think you kind of touched on it all. Like, he's uh, um, one thing, like, uh, we always have late dinners on the road, him and I. For some reason, I always got sucked into the 8 o'clock, 8.30 Duncan Keith three-hour meals, but those were fun. I always had fun being around him, but just the way he trains and you know, what kind of a shape he was in um, for how old he was. I think that was the biggest thing I always took away from him was how um, strong and fit and ready to go he was uh, each and every night. Yeah, he was a gamer. Like you said, he'll have his number raised. Kaner will have his raised. Siebes will probably have his raised. Let's just talk about this last season. You were healthy. How did you feel? You know, you managed to play 70 games out of 82. You were bounced around the lineup a little bit. How did you feel this year went? Did you feel you got your footing a little bit more or you're still kind of just trying to find yourself as a player? Um, I, f I felt like in moments I definitely was the player that um, I knew I could be in. There's uh, ebbs and flows to that last season, but 
uh, obviously I want to improve in a couple areas and get better and um, find uh, enjoyment in the game and, and love it and be able to kind of translate that into, into Montreal with the young forward group they have there and uh, hopefully have a, a ton of success and uh, get back into playoffs and start winning a hockey game. Exactly. That's what it's all about. So the end of the season, I know we don't want it. We won't dwell on this long. The season's over. You go home. You talk to Davidson. What was the year-end meeting like? Was there any hint like, hey, Curb, you know, we, we might deal you. We, we're going to see how things shake out. We might just blow the whole team up or we're going to rebuild. What does what the year-end meeting look like here? Because to be honest, last year, I thought you guys did great in the offseason. You bring in Flurry, you bring in Seth Jones. I was excited about the Hawks. I had you earmarked for a big run in the Western Conference. Obviously, yeah. things didn't work out the way we all liked them to. Coming into this offseason, what was the mood like? Was it a little – could you tell something was up? Because you're – you know, you're one of these core guys that you would think they'd want to keep. I think there's uh, obviously a lot of question marks. I mean, we knew it as the players um, had the interim coach, interim GM for a while. You, you didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, there's always the <clears throat> questions around 88 and 19, what they want to do. And like you said, you brought in Jonesy and Flower, and, um, McCabe and all these kind of extra pieces that would help us win. And you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't go right last year. And, um, I think we all kind of wanted another crack at it to, to really put our best foot forward and enjoy it like a, a successful year as a team. Cause I think we had the team to do it there, but um, no, I didn't really feel anything weird in, in the exit meetings. Obviously I wouldn't even say like I had rumors going on about me. It was more about cat. So when we heard those real, uh, those were obviously question, uh, question between the players and stuff and just wondering what was going on. But, those are just rumors you read online. And then towards middle of summer, um, start to see my name pop up more and more and more and more. Um, start to talk to my agents a little bit and had good dialogue with Kyle all the way along to, to really figure out what was going on. And then boom, obviously uh, the trade happened, draft day rolls around and um, felt like I was kind of getting drafted again, how nervous I was, <laughs> what was kind of going on. Just uh, I was getting buddies call me from other teams saying, Hey, like I heard this and that. And you're just like, Oh, so uh, I shut my phone off. I went on the golf course, did 18. I was like, I just got to get away. Just got to get away. Came back, turned my phone back on because I had to go to the rink. So I drive into the rink. As I pull into the rink, I get a phone call from uh, Kyle Davidson. Heart kind of sinks. It's just like one of those ones you don't know if you want to answer now or just wait and see later. And so I uh, picked it up and it was just a quick, uh, hey, we're, uh, we're going to move you to Montreal. Uh, best of luck. Uh, hopefully the fit works da, 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 type thing. And um, that was that. Uh, it was just short and sweet. And, um, once again, put my phone down and went skated for another hour and a half and just uh, kind of let everything sit with me for a couple hours before I really got back on my phone and started answering phone calls and text messages. Obviously I had a uh, couple of minutes before I went on the ice to answer uh, Montreal's GM, Ken Hughes, and talked to my agent a little bit about it and uh, called my mom and dad. It's tough. It, it's it's a tough thing mentally. I I was traded a few times, and I won't lie. It was an emotional time because you, you feel like you're connected to this team and you're invested in them, and then all of a sudden they're just like, we don't want you anymore. What, what was going through your head because – because you didn't expect that. Maybe you, you there was rumors going around, but like 
you're a big piece of this Blackhawks team. Like, were you sad? Were you angry? Were you excited to go to Montreal? Was it everything? Because he, like, you're still a young kid. I, I went through it twice and I, I was tearing up when I got traded because I'm like, I, I don't want to leave. I want to stay here. I got, this yeah. is, I, I like these guys on this team and it, it's hard to transition from like, man, this is sad. But then you get excited going to the new team. Walk us through that because the first trade it's devastating for a player. Yeah, I like you said, I didn't see it coming at all. I was quite uh, quite shocked and it took me a while to get out of that state of shock before I really let my emotions kind of take over. Because I was, uh, I, I, like, I was extremely excited, obviously. First thing I did was look at kind of Montreal's depth chart and who's there and stuff. And they got a, like, a really fun forward group. And I think that'll be good for my skill set to kind of fit in there. But like you said, I, I have a place in Chicago now uh, full time and I kind of fell in love with the city, loved the city there. The guys were great. I like, you're just so comfortable that you don't want to leave. But, um, it sucks to see that part of the hockey business. I mean, you, you see it when teammates get traded and go through that, but uh, for yourself to get traded, it's a whole, uh, whole different thing. And um, it's definitely sad leaving Chicago. I didn't really want to, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a business and um, I've got a great opportunity in a, in a great city to, to form uh, some great friendships and um, get along with some great guys there and uh, hopefully have some success. So I'm kind of interested to see the similarities from when you got traded to Montreal compared to when I did. So when I got traded, it was great. I talked to the GM and then did you get a call 30 minutes later telling you that you were going to be sent down to St. John's or did that call not happen? Not yet. No, that, no. No, not yet. Not yet. Exactly. Except for it's Laval now. It's so. Laval now. So you just, yeah. yeah, just be prepared. Cause that's what happened to yeah. me. Wait for the Laval number to pop up on my phone and just not answer it. Just don't not answer yet. it. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> I saw a Newfoundland number. I'm like, what is going on here? It was their GM. He's like, well, we're very excited. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk about, Chicago. Let's stay on this a little bit before we move on to greener pastures in Montreal. You were the first domino or kitty cat cat was the first domino to fall. Then you, then Kublik, then Strom. When Debrinka got traded, do you talk to him? Do you go, Hey, whoa, you're going, I'm excited for you. And does he say, get ready? You're next big boy. Is there any communication between you guys? Cause you're the young studs in Chicago. Yeah, we, uh, we exchanged texts. Um, I think it was, uh, wasn't too long before he went and then I went, but I texted him just saying, Hey, good luck. You know, like going to miss you the whole, uh, kind of shebang there. And then he texts me and then a couple minutes later, he texts me back saying, Oh, guess you're going to type, uh, type of thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, like, uh, either one of us really expected or wanted to leave, but, um, obviously they felt like they were going in a different direction, but, uh, him and I are both in good spots and, have a, a chance to succeed and obviously um i'm excited about montreal and i'm sure you're excited about ottawa yeah that direction they're going in is this the biggest tank in nhl history that chicago's embarking <laughs> on because if i'm a gm and I, you know i like to put, put the put the shoes onto the gm sometimes like how do i build a team I'm like i need strong down the middle you know good back end i'm like oh let's see and i said this kirby before we interviewed you last show i'm like oh let's see a six foot four six foot five i'll tell you yeah six four Six four two fifteen power centerman, great hands. I'm like, yeah, I, I can build a team around that guy. Yeah, I, I'd hold yeah. on to him. You trade you, you trade a forty goal score, two type forty goal score. You trade, you let two guys walk who are thirty goal scorers and young and want to be in Chicago. 
Is this the biggest tank since the Buffalo Sabres when I was on when they traded Vanek and Miller and Palmonville and Regeer? Like, what? What are they just in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes? I know you can't go too far down that yeah. rabbit hole, but what do you guys like? Exactly. You talk to the boys. You, I'm sure you've talked to Dunks and these guys. It's just, mm-hmm. is it sad to see Chicago going down this road? Yeah, um, I can't, like you said, I don't, nobody really knows what the what the plan is there and what they got going on. Obviously, uh, their management group has got something figured out, and um, they're going to go that direction. So it's uh, it's pretty much it. I mean, um, I'm just more so focused on Montreal and yeah. getting there and getting to camp and having a good time there. I'm not focused on Montreal yet. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I I just want to stay rage. One more question. So first game back in the United Center. Who are you grabbing from the Hawks and just want to beat their wheels off? Who don't you like on the team? Because I know when I got traded, I'm like, I can't wait to get back to the Rangers. I'm going to get Delzado. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Or I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to beat up Bolig. It's going to be great. And, there, you know, there's always some guys. They just rub you the wrong way. Who's the guy in Chicago that you just, you yeah. just didn't, didn't really? There was. Was it There Kaner? was nobody. Was no. it Kaner? No, if I was going to fight anybody, it'd be Taser. Just, just have a fight with Taser. We'd wow. wrestle a couple of times and stuff just for fun, but I think it, like him and I together sometimes it'd just be funny. Who would win the wrestling matches for fun? You, because you got the length, I would imagine. I don't know. Taser's pretty strong when we uh, when we wrestle sometimes. So Kirby, you're six four. Yeah. You got length. I remember when I went to Minnesota, Burnsy was wrestling everybody. He was the champ in Minnesota. And I just quietly went in the training room, I tapped him out in forty five seconds. It was not because <laughs> I'm so long. And he's like yeah, this jujitsu guy, and you're long. So who would win? You or Taser? Come on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see. You we'll see. listen. If you fight Johnny Taves, <laughs> I'll buy you a new car. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Used car. A new used car. Used. <laughs> Let's just get that because <laughs> we'll leave it All at right. that. Okay. Perfect. All right, Tim. Are you here? Are you still here? Yeah, we can move on to Montreal now. I got some questions okay. about the Habs and thinking about the future. I'm sure you've looked at that roster, like you said. There's so many young players on that team, especially up front, the Caulfield, Suzuki's of the world. Have you skated with those guys before? Uh, and have you talked to those guys yet since the trade happened? No, uh, I haven't actually skated with either one of them, but uh, obviously pretty familiar with Cole. Played against him a little bit growing up. Played with uh, Nick's younger brother, Ryan. Uh, most of the Hockey Canada events, he's in Carolina now, so... Um, I know the family just a little bit and then uh, I reached a couple of the other guys reached out so it was, it was nice to kind of have that welcome to the team but I'm looking forward to, to getting down there late August early September and um, kind of having those captain skates with the guys and just starting to gel right away yeah you're I'm sure you've from... like... oh go ahead Tim sorry well I was going to ask like I'm sure you've done a little armchair coaching GM on yourself like where do you see yourself fitting in that lineup right now first line center Tim so... <laughs> Enough. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm just, uh, I just like, want the opportunity to to kind of prove myself and to go there and just uh, play free, and, um, especially under Marty St. Louis. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about him and uh, I'm really excited to kind of be coached and, and taught by him and I think he'll, uh, he'll help me out a lot. Yeah. You guys are similar, similar type players. <laughs> Yeah, I think he'll, he'll yeah. be able to teach you a lot. He was a he was a big, strong, powerful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be good. You you guys have such a deep group of forwards in Montreal. Now you're not stepping into a situation where it's it's a team that's struggling. This is a team that's built to win right now. 
You're going from Marc-Andre Fleury, arguably the best top three goaltenders ever, and you're getting Carey Price. Do you feel any pressure coming into Montreal after last season? They struggled a little bit coming off of Stanley Cup finals where they lost to Tampa Bay. You're the new, you're the new kid. You're the guy who's supposed to, you know what? We got Kirby Doc. He's going to give us a little boost. Is there no pressure there? Like you said, you're just going to go and freewheel it. Uh, no, I think uh, I think I'm just going to go and enjoy it and have fun and, and play the game. Um, trust my instincts and uh, kind of let my skill and mind take over. Um, like you said, it's going to be a fun group of, of forwards and obviously having Pricer back there. And, um, it, it, it helps a lot having guys like that in, in your net. Obviously, you had Flower for a little bit. We knew we could um, give up the one or two extra chances and he's going to be there to, to make those saves and um, he makes them every night. So uh, as a forward group, I'm, I'm just excited to get with those guys and, and figure out where, where I'm going to fit in the lineup and mesh which, with uh, which players and um, have a lot of success. So for the Canadians fans listening to the show, and there's probably at least three or four, um, would you, if they haven't seen you skate much, how would you like describe your game to them? What are they, what can they look forward to from you? Uh, just like a big rangy 200 foot right shot center that uh, plays both ends of the rink. Um, smart offensively, more of a passer, but definitely, uh, definitely been working on my shot all, uh, all summer here and um, trying to find different ways to score and create scoring chances. Tough. Tough. Sometimes, sometimes. When he needs to be. <laughs> exactly. When, when the occasion, when I get angry enough, like I said last time, if I get ever angry enough, it'll happen. You don't want to make him angry. What number jersey am I going to buy? Uh, 77. 77. Yeah, Is that not retired in Montreal? No. It's not? Not yet. No. No, Kulak wore it last and Gilbert wore it before them or him, I think. Yeah. When I was with St. John's, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, <laughs> but I will. I got called up to Montreal. I, in St. John's, I was wearing number 33 which is Patrick Waugh's number. And so I get called up and like, you can't be number 33. What number would you like? And I was like, well, I don't know. Cause they have so many number numbers retired. If you, you've skated at the bell center, right? When you look up in the rafters, yeah, yeah. they must have 45 no numbers room. retired. It's insane. So I took, uh, I think the numbers retired number 22, Steve shut. I don't know. I think it might be retired now. But yeah, I, I'm surprised number 77 isn't taken. That's that's uh, no, I think I think Caulfield was 22, doesn't he? Does he did he take my number? That's son of a yeah, he does. It was Dale yeah, Dale Weiss before too. Dale Weiss, yeah, who wore yeah, it better? Yeah. I think I did. I, I was gonna I say, did. I think you did. So you're going to Montreal. Let's talk about your first three years. Are you happy with it? Are you content? Do you think you left a little more on the ice? Give yourself a grade. Kirby Doc, number three overall. Go. Uh, I think I'm always a little hard on myself, but um, I don't know if I could really give it a grade, but uh, there's definitely more that I wanted to give and kind of produce, obviously, offensively. But uh, like uh, it's situational and stuff like that. So um, not to get too deep into it, dealt with a lot of stuff, but uh, that's in the past and moving on to Montreal. That's a very politically boring answer. Not even a grade, Tim. <laughs> he didn't even give it a grade. I give that response an F. Or maybe yeah. was sure. it a B, give, a B that'll minus? Be my grade then. That'll be my grade for my a performance. All right. Okay. Uh, now, yeah, what, what were know. some memorable moments then from your first three years? Anything stand out where you're like, this is cool. I'm in the NHL. I'm, I'm doing this. This is like neat. Uh, my first shift. First shift, I had uh, Kaner on my right, 
Stromer on my left, uh, Backstrom in front of me, Oshie to my right and that side, and Ovechkin to the other left with John wow. Carlson. Yeah, that was a little bit of a welcome to the NHL moment there. My first or, NHL shift, I had a very – I don't want to keep bringing this back to me, but I will. I had a similar <laughs> back to situation. Me. Back to John. I was with yeah. Minnesota, my first shift versus Detroit. It was Zetterberg, Franson, Datsuk, Lidstrom, or Falski. I think all five were on yeah. the ice. I was like, oh. And it was funny. I was playing mm-hmm. defense, and I'm on the left side, and all of a sudden I hear my D coach, John A., Change it up. Change it up. <laughs> it's like, you, I know. I know. So we win the draw, go D to D. I fired it in. I'm like, get me off the ice. So it was like a yeah. four-second first shift. Just a quick shift. Oh, get man. into the game quick. Murderers roll with Datsuk and Zetterberg. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, same thing a, with the Vetskin and Backstrom. So anything funny, Kirby, happened? You talk about beating Taser in wrestling matches. What's <laughs> like the lighter <laughs> moments in Chicago the last yeah. couple of years? And we'll, then we'll let you Give go. Give us a, a Kane story. People always ask that. There's not too many stories about Kaner. He's uh, pretty quiet, keeps to himself. Um, the guy's a hockey nut, loves hockey, everything about hockey. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's, okay. Well, that's pretty much Kaner. I don't know how else to describe him. He's at the rink working out, skating all the time. So, I mean, oh, uh, that was, what he puts is on. He, is he texting he you it. answers right now? Tell him <laughs> no, we were, texting, we were texting earlier today, but no. Uh, Tell him I skate. What is no, what is yeah. Kaner saying? Because I texted him. I said, Kaner, what the hell is going on in Chicago? And he ghosted me. Usually he'll send me a text back. Do you think, honestly, what's next for Chicago? Do you see either one of those two guys leaving this year? Because this is last year of their deal. Yeah, I don't don't really know what the what they're thinking. Just I mean, I've talked to both. Yes, I've talked to both of them about it, but uh, he's winking, Tim. They didn't really uh, say anything about it. So, well, you did ask kinda... him. Yeah, it's kind of their uh, dealer's choice there. I like the answer, Kirby. Well, anything else you want to talk about and give a, uh, a presidential, politically correct answer to? <laughs> no, I think I've uh, nailed it with all the political answers. Where do you think Matthew Kachuk's going now that he just denied $88 million in 11 years from the Calgary Flames? Where do you think he's going to end up? Uh, it's like a, another one. Like, I just don't don't know. Like, I thought everybody kind of knew Johnny uh, Gaudreau was going on to Philly or New Jersey and uh, blew it goes to Columbus. So I think it's uh, it's really anybody's game that wants to throw enough money at somebody. Do you think you would have the stones if a GM came to you and said, we're going to give you $11 million a year for eight years? Would you say, nah, I'm good. I don't want to. I, I want to go somewhere else. Or would you just be like, holy, that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to turn down, obviously, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think you'd have to put everything into um, into a scope and really look at it, and understand what uh, what you're getting into for eight years and where where you want to be if you want to win, if you're content just with the money and stuff like that. So, what's Kirby Doc asking for in this next negotiation period? What kind of your that that's too much? We're not going to go down that <laughs> road. I don't want to get you in trouble. But anyways, Kirby, we and anything else, Tim? Uh, one more question. Your your brother's in Chicago still, right? He's still with assistant with the franchise. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. So, two questions. One is he? I I don't know him as well as as I know your career. Is he like a minor leaguer still? Do you see him making a jump to the team? And have, like, how is that? Is it bum? Is it a bummer to be leaving him? Yeah. Uh, well, he's still in junior. He played junior last year because he's only eighteen. He's turning nineteen. So, okay. um, with all the changes, who uh, who knows if he makes a team this year or not? So he's either in Chicago or, or back playing in the Western League. But uh, obviously, super sad 
we uh we were drafted together in saskatoon um so my 18 year old year and his 16 year old year we would have played together that year I ended up making chicago so that didn't happen um and then <laughs> get drafted the same nhl team and year or two before he makes it uh i'm shipped off to montreal so is he a centerman yeah a center left wing plays a little okay. bit of both but it could yeah. work out for him then with you being gone. Exactly. Yeah. Take my role. They wouldn't even have to change the jersey because he's no, he tall. Seven. <laughs> yeah, he is tall. He's bigger than me. He's six four. You're saving he's some money there. If if you're Chicago's training staff, Gapper would love it. Just keep all the same <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, Gapper and Parts here and change anything. It'd be fantastic. All right, Kirby, we'll let you go skate. We know you love to skate. You're going to text Kaner about how hard you guys are working out. <laughs> it's so great, these new hockey players. They're just so dedicated. But, yes, sir, I, we'd love to have you back on maybe midway through the season, check how things are going in Montreal. If you're still there, maybe you're going to get traded again. I don't know. Yeah, I don't nobody know really knows. No, you know. You're going to have a good year, man. All right, Kirby, thank you for coming on. We appreciate right. it, man. Yeah. Sorry for Thanks, busting boys. your chops. But yeah, have a good no, rest of the summer. We'll, we'll talk to you later, man. Kirby Doc, everybody. That was good. Kirby just took off. He's off to skate. Good for him. Young kid. Dedicated. Seems to be excited to go to Montreal. Kept his cards close to his vest, Tim. That kid's going to be a politician someday. When he started the show, like congratulating you on the baby and hoping, like wishing, no one ever does that. You know, and it's for 21-year-old kid. He, Like you said, he's smart and he plays him close. He's careful with what he says, so. Yeah, smart kid. Well, and he knows, like, everything goes viral these days, and we're trying to find something we can just exploit him with. But no, we wouldn't do that. But no, he, I hope he, he blows it out, and he has a great season. Like, he puts up 60 points, and he has a great offensive season, and he's just what he is. He's a good power centerman. Like, he has all the tools. I just think, yeah, he, he mentioned it where he didn't really – Maybe get put in a good position consistently in Chicago. I think he touched on it a little bit. He was very careful with his words, but I think he's happy to go to Montreal. I think he's very happy to go to Montreal based on what's happened the last three years and what's happening now. Like you don't want to be in that Blackhawks rest dressing room come training camp. It's going to be dead man walking. No one wants to be there. It's going to be crickets around Kaner and Taves if they're still there. No one's going to go near them because they don't have anybody else. When you look at their roster, when you look at the. They brought in Domi. Max Domi. You know what I mean? There's, there's nobody with any experience, really. They got Seth Jones. You got Kaner. You got Taves. And and Max Domi. Yeah. Yeah. He's still young though. You know, it's just, it's, it's a very young, it's a very green lineup. And it's not going to be fun. It's no one likes to go to a rink knowing you're going to lose every single night. I did it. I did it for a year with Buffalo. It, it was, it was tough. It was very, very Back tough. Back to you. Back to you. Well, I'm trying to relate to these guys and just trying. You know, I thought my trade thing was very nice. I was trying to pull it out of them. It's okay. You. This is a safe space. I was like uh, Robin Williams in Good Will Hunting. It's okay. It's not it's your okay. fault. It's not, it's your, not fault. your fault. Don't do I this, know. man. Don't I know. Do not you. It's not your fault, Kirby. That <laughs> didn't work. Kirby was like, you know, it's fine. I'm going to have a great time in Montreal. Uh, vote for me. If you had more but time. Anyways, if you had more time. If you had more time. The Hawks are going to be bad, so he's probably happy to go to Montreal. But know what I'm happy for, Tim? The show's over. I'm going to fire up the DoorDash app. Because after a good show, I like to order uh, a couple brewskis. And a nice hoagie sandwich. 
and I can do that on DoorDash and I do it and I know it's going to be there fast. Even if I do two different stores, they still do it. I go, let's get a hoagie from Firehouse Subs. Let's get a six pack from the <laughs> gas station across the street. What are you laughing uh, at? You're just such a 40 year old. It's really funny. Why is that funny? From uh, Firehouse Subs. It was somebody you, like sub? you don't like firemen? How about Jersey Mike's? They're too far. You know what I did? I, I actually ordered, I ordered DoorDash tonight too because I, I'm leaving tomorrow to go back up to Boston for a week. My fridge is mostly empty. So, uh, But being a hipster millennial like I am, I got pad thai and an IPA. So what does that tell <laughs> yeah. you? No, I do bat blue light and a hoagie. It's just we're <laughs> different. We're different. Gen- You're a millennial. I'm a Gen Xer. It's just how it is. But yes, I use DoorDash and they sponsor us and you guys should use them too because they're a fantastic company. And when you use them, you can use our promo code GLOVESDD. If you're in Canada, GLOVESDDUS. If you're in the US of A, you get 25% off free delivery on your first order. Keep using that promo code. Keep getting good deals. Help out DoorDash. Help out us. They're a great company. And Tim and I, we love them. So thank you guys for supporting them. Back to Kirby Doc. Back to the interview. Tim, how did you think it went? Oh, I thought it went well. Yeah. Like I said, smart kid. He kept his cards close, but... I think that my my favorite part was hearing about this draft day thing and the how nervous he was like he was being drafted all over again and had to leave his his phone for a few hours to go go golfing and then check it just to learn that he'd been traded and he put it right back down and went skating for an hour and a half and like good good self-awareness I think and it'd be easy in that situation to like answer every text message and read every tweet and whatever and get sucked into that but it's not good for anybody. I'm seeing an ad for Jersey Mike's on my computer right now. Oh, big brothers listening weird oh, this is strange but yeah yeah i thought that was good what did you think i thought it was great this is how polished kirby is he just sent me a follow-up text message <laughs> you're gonna get saying, a thank you card in the mail thanks for having me on again he's he's good he is a pro he is very good i like kirby he's a good young kid i hope he has a good time bet- tim we're gonna do a points bet ad here and our points bet is we should get points bet to do this because they're, they're a great company, too. You guys should do them. Do all your gambling stuff on PointsBet because they're the best. Best odds, best action, PointsBet. We should get them to do an over-under Kirby Doc points on the season. And I would go over whatever they put. They put 50 I'm over, 40 I'm over, 100 I'm over. We'll talk to them. Check, check there next week. Maybe we can get a Kirby Doc over-under on PointsBet, and then you'll know that's because Tim and I are throwing our weight around. And if they all don't do right, it, give you- it's because you and I, we, we stink. You're going to give us what? I'm, I'm going to give you a real number, an over-under number right now. Okay. His last, his last season, 26 points, points. In, 60, in 70 games. I'm going to say, you're guessing 29, that's your number? No, no. Oh, let's okay. do, let's set right. the over-under at 40. Over. I believe. Me too. I believe it, I think, oh, Kirby Duck. Kirby, I believe. He, it, it's, it's a no-brainer over. I think Montreal, even though they have, listen, we've said it for years. Montreal has a stable of forwards. They collect forwards on that team. Their defense this year, leaving a lot to the imagination. I don't know what they're going to do on their back end. They have a lot of guys that just, I don't know. They got a lot of great forwards, but their their back end struggles a little bit. When you have Caulfield, Suzuki, Hoffman, Drouin, Dvorak, Anderson, Dadanoff, Doc, Gallagher, Biron, Evans, Armia, all 12 of those guys are legit NHL forwards. All 12 of them. Like, that's that's a good forward, solid group. 
if Suzuki Caulfield can play like they did last year at the end of the year, the middle of the year, and Duran is is serviceable as a second line guy, they, this is a pretty good forward line. So if Kirby can slide in that third line role with Dadanoff and Gallagher, I could I could spot him forty points playing at subpar competition, not having to deal with because when he was with Chicago, you know he's bounced around the lineup, didn't get comfortable. If he can play with those guys, I like Kirby Doc forty plus. I like it. Mock it in. All right, Tim, anything else? Yeah, one more thing. I heard you're going to have a good joke today, so I'm going to share that. We should do more of these wrap-up shows with a, with a nice joke. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. What does a basketball say when it has to leave the room? Peace. I'm out of here. What is it, Tim? Hey, guys, I'm going to bounce. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we appreciate the support. Oh, we'll, uh, so good. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, have a good weekend. Tim. Terrible. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.